too much. Here, love, are you all right? You need me to call someone? Go away. Don't, don't understand. So much. Just trying to help. Hey, stop! We're ten flights up! Make it stop. Make it stop. Please. Make it stop! Look at you, silly beggar. It's all right for you. Jumping off a multi-storey car park's not but a few seconds of a nice view. But muggins here, it's hours of prodding and filing. Dear, oh dear. The state of it. I knew I should have brought a packed lunch. By the time I get to the canteen, it'll be nothing but stale sandwiches and salads that should have known better. <laughs> I'm not going in. I mean, strange, wobbly aliens is one thing. Hospital morgues were. No, I think I'd rather sit out here with a nice cup of horrible vending machine coffee and then you can tell me all about it when you've finished. Yes, well... I can't say I relish it much myself. I've far better things to do with my time than poke around dead bodies. A fact I made perfectly clear to the brigadier. Poke around dead bodies? Well, that's a very callous way of putting it, Doctor. Well, a few hours ago he was a living, breathing person. At which point I could have done something to help him. I'm only too happy to save lives, Joe, but I take little pleasure in staring at what's left behind when those lives are gone. Yes, I know, but it is all just rather sad, isn't it? Don't worry. The brigadier made it perfectly clear that you weren't to go in with me. Why? Because he thought it wasn't the sort of thing a young woman like you should have to face. A chauvinist pi- Right, come on. Josephine Grant, you're quite impossible some days. Right, let's have a look. Oh. Still determined to stay? Of course I am. I honestly don't mind if you want to wait outside. I'm here and I'm staying here. Right, now... What do you want me to do? If you could read me the notes, that would be very helpful. Notes. Right. Righty-ho, yes. Um, uh, oh, yeah. So, um, 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 Michael Carey, age 34, no next of kin. Parents died four years ago. No previous history of mental illness. Threw himself from a top floor of a car park on Welbeck Street. Well, I... I suppose if you're that determined to kill yourself, I mean, that would do it. Except it didn't. What? When he was first examined, he came back to life. Gave the attendant quite a turn. I bet it did. But that's not the most curious thing. It isn't? Take a look at his skin, Joe. 
Do I have to? Um, what am I looking for? See the build-up here? And here? Yes, but... Well, isn't that just, you know, damage from the fall? No. It's a new epidermis. But it, it's all craggy, like plaster. Or armour. Yes. And look here, the protuberances from his shoulder blades. Um, where the bone is poking through? Those aren't just bones, Joe. They're the beginnings of something far more peculiar. Wings. Wings? Oh, come on, you... You're saying he tried to grow wings after jumping off? And an armour-plated skin to protect himself. Curious, isn't it? Of course, he didn't have time. If the building had been much higher, who knows? He may have succeeded. But that's impossible. Unlikely, but hardly impossible. After all, we can see it. Besides, this isn't an isolated case. A week ago, someone was fished out of the Thames, drowned but in the process of growing themselves a full set of gills. How? That, my dear Joe, is precisely what we have to discover. Check those notes, previous medical history. Any recent entries? Um, yes. He was recently a patient at a place called... The, the Allingham, Allingham Institute. Institute. <laughs> well, you already knew. I didn't know. Just a suspicion. More a hope, rather. The previous victim had been there, too. A link. A link. Fancy a drive in the country, Joe? Whoa, I'm getting soaked. Keep your arms in. Look, Bessie's a lovely car, Doctor. I mean, really lovely, but... Oh, well, have you ever thought about investing in a sort of a little roof rather than a flappy tarpaulin to keep you dry? Don't you listen, old girl. She knows you're beautiful, really. Oh, sorry, Bessie. How much further is this place, Doctor? Not far. Another half an hour or so. I bet I'll have grown gills by the time we arrive. Or maybe a built-in brolly. Take your mind off it by telling me more about this clinic. The brochures in the back seat. Okay. Ah. Uh, uh, right. Oh, hang on. Reading in the car does make me feel a bit nauseous. Well, not with Bessie's inertial dampness switched on, it won't. Okay. Uh, the Allingham Clinic is a prestigious private clinic. <laughs> Housed in the beautiful and historic Allingham House. A grade one listed property dating from 1811. The clinic nonetheless boasts of facilities that are at the cutting edge of current medical technology. We cater to private patients who can benefit from our exclusive confidential health care. So, rich people only then. Uh -oh. Cut through the sales pitch. What do they specialise in? Uh, I'm not sure. Well, it should say somewhere. Well, I'm sure it did, but well, the, the brochure just blew out of my hands. Oh, Joe! Well, if Bessie had a roof, Doctor, I mean, that's all I'm saying, just a little roof. Bessie's got a lovely roof. A roof? Ha! Huh. It's like going camping at 80 miles an hour. Just sit back and relax, Joe. We'll be there soon. It's no good, Joe. Joe! What? I said it's no good. Turn her off. 
She's well and truly stuck. Great. So, we're stranded out here. I don't think the clinic's far. We should be able to walk the rest of the way. When dark on the moor, and the rain probably be eaten by the hunter of the Buskervilles before long. What's that, Joe? Oh, nothing. As long as we stick to the track, I'm sure we'll be fine. Posh hospital like this, what do you think they'd make it easy to get to? I can't imagine their patients, like, slogging through all the mud in their whales' voices. Well, they probably lay on a private bus service. Besides, the sort of people who stay here no doubt value their privacy. I suppose so. Oh, look, sorry, Doctor. I, I, I really didn't mean to moan. It's just that, well, it's getting rather late, you know. Yes. I suppose we'll have to see if they're willing to put us up for the night. Oh, hello. Um, we're just investigating your spooky hospital. Uh, don't mind us. And Oh, by the way, I don't suppose you do bed and breakfast. <laughs> How can they resist? Of course, if this planet would finally sort out its signpost, we'd have been here a couple of hours ago. Have I ever told you about Ordinata? Oh, I don't think so. It's a planet that became so sick of visitors getting lost, they employed its locals to act as signposts. Of course, it helped that they communicated by projecting words on their large, flat foreheads. Projecting with what? They possess a luminescent subcutaneous layer. Quite beautiful on dark nights. Mind you, get in a row with one and they're positively blinding. Anyway, after they did that, nobody ever got lost again. You couldn't move for people showing you the way. Now, that sounds brilliant. Hmm. Personally, I've rather missed getting lost. You find the most interesting things when you get lost. Depends what else you're lost with, doesn't it? Ahead. Maybe there's a car coming. We can get a lift. See? It's all worked out in a... Good grief. She's glowing. How can she be glowing? Madam, are you in need of assistance? Need to... Doctor. Stay back, Joe. But she needs help. I know, but until we understand what's causing this most extraordinary luminescence... Madam, can you hear me? Oh, no. <laughs> so unfair. So... Please, stay clear. Poor woman's exhausted. Perkins, Timson, stretch her now. She needs medical assistance. Fully trained, she'll get it. Why does she look like that? Why is she glowing? Her skin condition. She's receiving treatment. Just stay back. It's potentially contagious. No, no, not back there. So unfair. She doesn't seem to want to go with you. It's the medication she's on. It can cause delusional behaviour. We know what we're doing. Yes. Well, perhaps we'd better make sure nonetheless. We were on our way to the clinic. You can give us a lift. Quite impossible, I'm afraid. Well, you can't just leave us out here. There's not room, I'm afraid. Turn round and go back the way you came. You'll be on the main road soon enough. I'm miles away from anywhere. Don't worry, Joe. He won't leave us here. Oh, uh, won't I? Of course not. Because you wouldn't want an unfavourable mention in our report for the Ministry, would you? 
Dr. John Smith, my colleague Josephine Grant. The Ministry? We're not here to have our bunions checked, old chap. We're official visitors. Now be a good fellow and let's get on. It's terribly inclement out here. We can squeeze in up front. Oh, he'll have my neck for this. I just know it. Just follow you, shall we? No, you will not. Wait here. We'll tell the chief administrator you're here. Chief administrator? Ooh, very swish. Are you sure we shouldn't follow them? I didn't like the look of that poor woman. Neither did I, Joe. But we're hardly going to get far if we barge all over the place. A little tact may go a long way. <laughs> yes, because you never barge anywhere, do you, Doctor? <laughs> Almost never. Well, the brochure wasn't lying. This place is most impressive. Yes, if you fancy convalescing in Dracula's castle. Oh, I don't know. A touch of the Gothic is no bad thing. You know, I do believe that Gainsborough's an original. Hmm, not a bad bookshelf either. Tell a lot about a place from the books people own. Now, let me guess. Uh, Dennis Wheatley and Frankenstein for beginners. There are no beginners here. I can assure you of that. Ah, the chief administrator, I presume. The chief administrator is far too busy to be disturbed. I am Dr. Kutli, senior surgeon. Ah, well, I'm sure you'll do. For now. And thank you so much for coming to see us. Um, this is the doctor. I'm Joe Grant. We're from UNIT. UNIT? Never heard of it. I was led to believe you were from the Ministry of Health. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, uh, My colleague, Miss Grant, and I don't work directly for the Ministry, but mainly to report our findings to it. UNIT is an international organization. I assure you, we have every authority to be here. Uh, to be anywhere, in fact. Um, here's our identification. Are you some sort of security organization? Some sort, yes. How is the patient? Patient? Which one? We have several. We're a hospital. The unfortunate lady we met on the moor. She appeared in a state of considerable distress. And glowing from head to foot. Ah, uh, she's been looked after, naturally. That is what we do. Well, she didn't seem very pleased about being brought back here. She suffers from delusional episodes. Very sad. We do our best for her. I have every confidence that she'll be a changed woman by the time she leaves. A changed woman? Yes. Tell me, Michael Carey, did he leave here a changed man? Who? Uh, one of your previous patients. Ah, we operate a strict policy of patient confidentiality. Mr. Carey wouldn't want me discussing his private business without his authority. Mr. Carey could hardly give it. He's dead. I would still need permission from his next of kin. He doesn't have any. I'm sorry. Our policy is non-negotiable. I wish I could help. I'm pleased to hear it. I'm afraid we need rooms for the night. We're not a hotel. Of course not. But our car was stuck in the mud a few miles away and we can hardly walk home. I'm sure you wouldn't leave us stranded now, would you? It would only be until the morning. I'm sure we could get someone to rescue the car then. It's quite out of the question. We simply can't allow strangers to be cluttering up our... Excuse me. Could the 
surely. If you're sure. On reflection, you're quite right. It is getting late. It's raining and we can hardly throw you out. We have a visitor's block that should provide you with all the comforts you need for the night. In the morning, we can see about having a mechanic called out to deal with your car. If you'll follow me. Well, that was an about turn. Intriguing, wasn't it? enough, pointed at the bed, pointed at the complimentary toiletries, and then ran away. Probably off to argue with the chief. Wait a minute. You've got complimentary toiletries? Oh, it's all right. I'll let you borrow my hair conditioner. I'll never use the stuff. It's a regular exposure to temporal particles. Time Lords have naturally luxuriant hair. <laughs> I'm never sure when you're really joking. Oh, I would never joke about something so important. What, being a Time Lord? Hair. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently we're expected in the dining room. I suppose we'd better attend. Annoying, though. There are much more important things I'd rather be doing. Such as poking our noses where they're not supposed to be. Precisely. Oh, well, dinner first, and then a quick snoop for pudding. Beats a normal hospital canteen, I suppose. I feel like I'm on a National Trust tour. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure I like being watched over by knights in shining armour. <laughs> Hello? Woohoo! Anyone in there? The suits of armour are of some considerable value, Miss Grant. Yes, for defending yourself against violent bedbaths. <laughs> yes. As originals, I imagine they would be valuable. And in such immaculate condition. I wouldn't know about that. Please, take a seat. Just us? Wow, this table is huge! Most of the patients eat in their rooms. This is really only for functions. Corporate shindigs, eh? Whining and dining the drug company reps. As you say. Would you care for something to drink? Certainly. At the moment, I'm inclining towards French, but my palate is changeable. There are some excellent New World wines cropping up, for example. Why, the other day I shared a quite exceptional bottle of chili... We only have water. Still or sparkling? Oh. Um, sparkling, please. Uh, thank you, me too. Still for me. As a health facility, we don't approve of alcohol. It has very little bodily merit. It's a poison. One that some of us are better at metabolising than others. But then, we can't all have my biology. Oh, we've had many like you through our doors, Doctor. I very much doubt that. Gentlemen who consider themselves immune to the rigours of modern life... We all like to think we're immortal, do we not? Some of us with more cause than others. So, um, what's this soup? The food is specially prepared by our kitchen to meet a full range of dietary needs. Well, as long as taste is one of them, I'm happy. Food is merely the fuel for a continued thriving existence, Miss Grant. Oh, I'll take that as a no, then, shall I? I'm sure it'll be delicious, Joe. <clears throat> Hopefully... Well, do start. We wouldn't want it to get cold. You didn't say why you were so interested in our facility. No, I suppose we didn't. Hmm. You know, this is the most miraculous soup. 
Really? Indeed. There's clearly something in it, and yet I can't taste it at all. You're being evasive. Well, not as much as the ingredients in this soup. Michael Carey. Ah, yes. You mentioned him earlier. The poor man threw himself off a tall building. How unfortunate. Oh, well, that's one way of putting it. But what does that have to do with us? You mentioned he was a patient, but we don't handle psychiatric cases. Oh, there were biological implications, too. What was he here for? Hmm. I already told you. His medical history is not something I'm able to discuss. It would seem we're both forced to be evasive, then. A shame. It makes our conversation almost as pointless as this soup. Now, what's the main cause? Ready to go exploring, Joe? As long as Dr. Curdy's gone to bed, by the end of dinner she was about ready to kill you. Well, yes. I confess I took against her, rather. I never did like banging my head against a brick wall. She certainly didn't seem to care much about what happened to poor Michael Carey. No, she didn't. I suspect she doesn't much care what happens to anybody. Through here, I think. Ah, this is more like it. Wow, it's like we've jumped hundreds of years just by stepping through a door. Yes, it all seems terribly modern. Night shift, I imagine. We'll need to be careful there. I want a good poke around before we're spotted. Hang on. Can you hear Did you feel that? What? Well, it, it, it was like something just blew past me. It must have been a draft. Draft? No. Felt more like a whole cold front. I, I'm sure it was. In here, Joe. I'm telling you, Doctor, there was something in the corridor. Hmm. I think the patient's sleeping. Let's have a little look, shall we? Oh, really, Joe? Something in the corridor, you say? How fascinating, Joe. Fascinating. Some of this equipment is far beyond current Earth technology. This heart monitor, for example. Look at the patent notice on the side. Baranian Medical Industries. Wow, 2127. Well, this poor chap is being maintained by machinery pilfered from a hundred odd years in your future. What do you think is wrong with him? What isn't wrong with him? If this man was being treated by conventional earth medicine, he'd have been dead long ago. Good grief! He's all right, old chap. He's quite all right. Joe, we've got to get out of here. He's got hold of my wrist. Inside! I'm on fire! No, no, that's it. Let go of it. It's a good fellow. You'll be all right. Come on. Should we run? I don't think there's much point, do you? You two! What do you think you're doing? Just taking a look at the gentleman in there. He meant no harm, I assure you. Check on him. I'm sure you were told that you should restrict yourself to the visitors' quarters. We, we, we didn't mean to cause trouble. You see, we just got a little bit lost. Save and... it for oh, the chief administrator. He's on his way. Is he now? Yes. About time he showed his face. I imagine we have some catching up to do. You know who it is? Come now, Joe. A strange medical facility up to no good. 
stocked with equipment that could only have been sourced through time travel? His fingerprints are all over this. Oh, you mean... Precisely, Joe. This setup has all the hallmarks of the master... Uh... Hello, Doctor. How simply delicious to see you again. strange medical facility up to no good, stocked with equipment that could only have been sourced through time travel. His fingerprints are all over this. Oh, you mean... Precisely, Joe. This setup has all the hallmarks of the master... Uh... Hello, Doctor. How simply delicious to see you again. You were expecting someone else? I can't decide whether to be pleased or offended. Come on, Doctor. It's lovely to see me again. Admit it. I most certainly will not. He's not the master. Him? Ugh, heaven forfend. Some of us have better things to do with our time than shuffle a grudge around the universe in a suit smelling of ogrons. And he's not, well, you know, another one of you, is he? <laughs> no, he most certainly is not. You'd never strike it so lucky. Well, you never know. After all the fuss with Omega... Oh, you met Omega, did you? How lovely you do move in such prestigious circles. How is the old grump? No, my dear, I'm... An extremely irritating, irresponsible meddler. Mm? Takes one to know one. Calls himself the monk. He doesn't, you know. Honestly, throw on a cassock a couple of times and you're typecast. These days, I'm simply the chief administrator. Charmed to meet you, madame. Excuse me, I'd like my hand back, thank you. I'll have you know these lips have kissed the backs of royal hands. Well, maybe, but they're not kissing mine again. Oh, Doctor, she's no fun. You're so changeable with your assistants. If it's not grumpy space pilots, it's brassy birds from Blackpool. I'm sure it says something utterly awful about you. What are you doing here? Mm, Saving lives, Doctor. Want to see? Saving lives? Poppycock. This is a hospital, Doctor. An exceptionally good one. Saving lives is what hospitals do. And what's your ulterior motive, eh? So cynical. We have met before, you know. Um, Doctor. <sighs> Doctor, that, that feeling I had before. Look, there's definitely something here. Not now, Joe. Now, you listen to me. Whatever it is you're planning, I won't let you get away with it. it, it it's gone again. Why not take a guided tour before your blood pressure goes through the roof? Mind you, if it does, I'm sure we can fix it. <laughs> Come on, I'll show you around. Insufferable, arrogant... That presence, Doctor. It was here again. I'm rather more concerned with the presence of that meddlesome villain. Come on. I suppose we should go with him.
To build this place has taken a great amount of my time and an even greater amount of my money. Stolen, no doubt. Well, if people will just leave vast quantities of currency lying around. You call it theft, I call it tidying up. Besides, it's been put to much better use here than sitting around in airless bank vaults. I meant what I said, Doctor. We really have saved countless lives here. Lives that most other facilities would have given up on. How do you mean? Well, my dear, the thing with medical science here in the Middle Ages... Well, it's hardly the Middle Ages. <laughs> from my perspective, you're positively prehistoric. A skip and a jump from swinging from trees. But anyway, as I was saying, your medical science is terribly limited. So many illnesses you still can't cure. So many injuries you can't heal. I'll be honest with you, I found it positively frustrating. I know the doctor's happy to watch you all die needlessly. He always was a cold-hearted fellow, but some of us can't simply stand by and let a massacre continue. There's a considerable difference between allowing human technological development to progress at its preordained rate and watching people die. Is there? I fail to see it. But then, I always was a martyr to my own sentimental hearts. Oh, please. The choice was simple, Doctor. Let these people die or try to save them. There, in room 14, for example, a young woman quite pointlessly destined to die of diphtheria. Not anymore. In room 8, a poor chap who was hit by a speedboat. Terrible mess. Even if they'd been able to save his life, he'd have been paralysed from the neck down. Give him another wick, and he'll be cartwheeling out of here. I don't question it can be done. I question your right to do it. You're interfering in the affairs of man, as per usual. Oh, fair enough. Yes, you're quite right. I didn't think. The lady in room 10 there, I'll just pop in and tell her she'll have to cough up those enhanced cybernetic lungs we gave her. I mean, she's using them, yes, of course, but really she shouldn't have them yet, should she? After all, they were designed in 2415. I'm sure she'll understand. She'll probably even thank you for keeping history on track. If she has time in the 20 seconds or so, she stands to live without them. You can't do that. Oh, my dear Miss Grant, I've been a terrible man. Just ask the doctor. Let's work our way along the corridor and kill the lot of them. It really is for the best. Oh, do be quiet. You're evading the real issue. Why are you doing this? Because if you expect me to believe this is an act of altruism on your part, then you can think again. What do you stand to gain from all this? Oh, so only the doctor's allowed to care about the lives of others, is that right? I mean, not care enough to actually help them, of course. There's more to it. I know you. Do you? Really? Haven't I always been interested in fixing injustices? Shuffling things around a little until they made more sense? If there was a profit in it. That's cruel. I have expenses. We're not all getting salaries from the taxpayer, Doctor. The man in this room, what's wrong with him? Huh? Yeah, that's Mr Francis. Something of a rogue, by all accounts. I believe he has a number of uh, <laughs> business interests in London. Bit of a geezer, know what I mean, love? A criminal, in other words. I'm pleased to see that you're mixing with your own kind. Just because he's a criminal, does that mean he's not worthy of treatment? Of course not. Proper treatment from a proper hospital. Oh, they couldn't help him. 
He fell foul of some rather rough negotiations with a business rival. Sporting equipment was involved. <gasps> That's horrible. Quite. Sadly, he's been something of a disappointment. Unlike most of the patients here, he really isn't responding to his treatment. Complete shut-in, paraplegic. The lights are on, but, <laughs> well, as you can see, ring the doorbell all you like, no one's going to answer. Still, even I'm not perfect. You can say that again. But I am close. Because all of this isn't just about flinging a bit of fancy modern technology around. Oh, no. You just wait until I tell you about our research. <laughs> Which I suppose will have to wait. Problem? One of our patients has gone for a wonder again. Oh, she really is the limit. The woman we met outside. Dearest Harriet. Yeah, she's almost as annoying as you are, Doctor. Almost. Ah, funny. Given how well you look after her, you would think she wouldn't mind staying where she was. Unless there's something you're not telling us, of course. Mr. Rogers! Sir! See, our guests are confined somewhere relatively comfortable, would you? I wouldn't want them slipping away while our attention was elsewhere. Sir, this way, you two. I'm not staying here. No. Four walls, locked doors. Please take your medicine, Harriet. Just a little more blood, Harriet. It's for your own good, Harriet. No, no, no. There she is. No. Naughty boys. Naughty. Not staying here. Can't find me. Can't see me. Tell me you saw her do that. Hello? This is Simpson. Westerly Corridor. We had her and then she... She vanished. Hospital rooms that lock from the outside? If that's not a sign, all is not well, I don't know what is. That man, you, you called him the monk? Yes, he used to dress the part. Well, is he... Well, is he a time lord? Well, I'm ashamed to say he is. A renegade. Well, there's a fair few of you about. Yes, I suppose there are. Time lord society is somewhat restrictive. Over the centuries, a few of us have rebelled. And, present company accepted, I hope, when Time Lords rebel, they tend to veer towards dark waters. But what's he doing? I mean, well, it, it doesn't seem particularly... Evil. Yeah, of course not, Joe. But I assure you, there will be more to it than he's currently telling. And even if there weren't, he must be stopped. Because he's saving people's lives. Well, it's not as simple as that, Joe. You know it isn't. On the surface, it may seem like a benevolent act, but time is a constant web of cause and effect. The simple, seemingly kindly act of saving the life of one person, a person who's supposed to die, may cause untold devastation down the line. But you save people's lives all the time. But that's different. I play within the rules. Well, more or less. And I don't go out of my way to change the laws of cause and effect. Imagine this. The woman who the monk cured of diphtheria. On the surface, it seems inarguable that it was a good thing to do. But what if her death inspired a family member? What if they went on to discover the vaccinations and drugs that rid the human race of diphtheria for good? Without that impetus, those drugs are never created and are 
countless more people die of the disease. People who really should have been saved. Yes, I suppose. There is acting out of kindness and there is playing God. Besides, have you forgotten what brought us here? Michael Carey and the poor woman in the Thames. Oh, no, no, of course I haven't. It, it's just, you know, being here, seeing all those people. You were distracted from whatever the monk's plan really is. Yes, I rather imagine that was the point. The monk must be stopped. It's as simple as that. So shall we try? Well, what can we do locked in here? My dear Joe, if I let locked doors get in my way, I'd never get anywhere in the universe. Coming. How am I supposed to think with all of this noise? I find it quite exhilarating, personally. A youth spent running from the security forces of the universe, I suppose. Frankly, Dr. Curdy, I think of this as my theme tune. Well, I just find it distracting. As I'm sure do the patients, turn it off. <sighs> turn the alarm off, please. But continue searching for the ever-irritating Miss Harriet. Better? Thank you. Now, how about the doctor? You said he would be able to help, though I failed to see how. The man's a pompous fool. <laughs> yes, he is, rather. Unfortunately, he's also rather clever. He'll come round to our way of thinking, one way or the other. I'd much rather complete my work on my own. I bet you would. Of all the human weaknesses we're trying to cure, I often think ego is the worst. Huh? Coming from you, that is quite something. Yeah, but I'm simply amazing. It's not ego when I do it, it's accuracy. Irritating man. Irritating employer, Dr. Curdy. And don't forget it. Now, back to your test tubes. I'll send the doctor along shortly. <sighs> He'll kick up a fuss, of course. But I'm sure I can think of something to motivate him. The best plan is to get you out of here. No, I'm not leaving you. Now, Joe, do be reasonable. If we can get word to the Brigadier, he'll have troops here within the hour. Oh, that's the first time I've ever heard you want to go running to unit for help. Yes, well, I'll admit I tend to prefer dealing with these things on my own. But this place has got to be closed down. The best way to achieve that is with all the legal weight the Brigadier can bring. Uh, presuming, of course, the monk doesn't have friends in Whitehall to complicate matters. Though I wouldn't put it past him. Anyway, we're in the middle of nowhere, don't forget. Well, what are we supposed to do? Sort of hike off across the moors all night? I'm sure we can steal you a little transport. One of those nippy little ambulance trucks would get you to civilization easily enough. Well, then we both go. No, no, I can't possibly leave. For all we know, the monk would pack up and run off before we got back here. And then we'd have to track him down all over again. Pack up the whole hospital and do a midnight flit? <laughs> Easier said than done, surely. Not for a man with a time machine at his disposal. I'm sure his TARDIS will be here somewhere. Ah, and you might like to take a little look at that? Maybe grab a few spare parts? Uh, well, his, his, his model is a little more advanced than mine, but it's hardly my priority. <laughs> you two new people. Yes, you will help me. Well, naturally, if we can... Uh... You've stopped glowing. Right in here. See easily. You will help me. <laughs> She's got a scalpel, Doctor. Or I will hurt you. Just keep back, Joe. 
She doesn't know what she's doing. Look at her. She's half mad with fear. Oh, join the club. Get me out of here or I'll kill you. There really is no need for this. We're happy to help you, you know. Mm, that's what they all say. Always trying to help. Help, help, help. Look where it's got me. <laughs> Forgive me, madam, but I think we'd all be a little safer if you... Oh. Do not touch. What are you trying to do? A Venusian nerve pinch. You should have put her out like a light. Well, it didn't work, did it? No. Nerve pinch. Yes, like this. Oh. Doctor, if it's you've hurt him. Venusian nerve pinch. Out like a light. Get off me. Hostage now, yes. Unless they let me leave, I'll kill you. No, let go of it! I mean it. Look, we'll help you. Just, I'll help you if you just let me go. Can't trust you. Too risky. Just shush! Drugs. Oh, so hard to think. No, I'm not having it. What's happening? No, no, no. no, no. I won't let you. I won't go back. Get down! Listen to me. It's raining chairs. We have to take cover or we won't... Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Oh, that really shouldn't have worked on me. Joe! Oh, what's she done now? My friend needs help. She's hurt her head. Yeah, well, she's in the right place for it. Harriet's out for the count. Thank God for that. Timson, we're in. Get Harriet back in her room while she's out of it. And this time, try and make sure she stays there. Have more than enough exercise for one day. What about Joe? Bring her thing to the nurse's station. We'll get Red Wound dressed. Doctor? It's all right, Joe. You had a bit of a knock to the head, but it doesn't look too serious. <laughs> the wind... Everything was flying through the air. I imagine it seemed like that. A blow to the head can cause all manner of disorientation. (laughs) No, 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 no. Before that, there there was something here, Doctor. Like I told you before, something attacked us. We'll worry about that later. Let's get a dressing on that cut first. I'm a surgeon, not a nurse. Couldn't you have got someone less qualified to do this? Oh, cheer up, Doctor. I thought this was the perfect opportunity for you to chat with... Well, (laughs) the Doctor. Actually, do you have a medical degree, Doctor? It occurs to me wandering around a hospital, calling yourself that without one, would be the height of arrogance. Did you ever take holy orders? Pish, that's hardly the same thing, and you know it. Tell him about the research. I haven't time to listen to the two of you bicker like children. Uh, There. It was nothing serious. uh, You may have a slight concussion, but that is all. Oh, oh, thanks. My head feels like it's been split in half. Oh, my dear Miss Grant, what must you think of us? Here. What is it? Water, obviously. And an analgesic to help with the pain. Doctor? I'm sure it's fine, Joe. Thanks. 
Dr. Curdy mentioned your research? Well, yes. <laughs> Do have a little project on the go? Little? It's the entire point of this facility. In the long term, yes. I knew it. See, Joe, I told you there was more going on here. Might it possibly explain how a man who jumps off a building tries to grow wings? Or a drowning woman develops gills. Early attempts. Failures. They're human beings. Dead ones. How can you just dismiss them like that? I have to look to the bigger picture. Oh, some doctor you are. I mentioned earlier about the pointlessness of allowing people to die. Huh? Victims of diseases that, but for the travelling matter of a few centuries here or there, could be cured. You did. But that's not research, that's cheating. I agree. To achieve a genuine breakthrough, we need to develop new treatments of our own. Madam, I'm pleased to hear someone here has common sense. I may have misjudged you. Most do. I've spent an entire career being dismissed thanks to my gender and skin colour. This from the species the Doctor wants to see advance at its own rate. I mean, really. Oh, do shut up. Go on, Dr. Curdy. It all comes down to the human body. It is a remarkably resilient thing. Take Miss Grant's head wound, for example. It was a minor blow. But even if it had been more serious... The brain contains countless backup systems for function. Damage one area, and another steps in to achieve the same processing tasks. Well, don't we only use 10% of our brains? That's a myth, I'm afraid, Joe. Pseudo-scientific nonsense. A crutch for people who like to pretend that they would be cleverer than they are if they could only access their full potential. Oh. Don't worry, Joe. It's a very common myth. Then there are our antibodies. Proteins rushing through our bloodstream designed to recognize and destroy harmful bacteria and pathogens. Our immune system is an incredible thing. And thanks to vaccination programs, programs designed to teach our body to target more common diseases, it is getting cleverer all the time. But there is a considerable difference, Dr. Curdy, between the human body defending itself against smallpox and protecting itself from a fall of several hundred feet. Is there? That's the entire crux of my research. Accepting that the human body is constantly adapting, evolving, improving, rewriting. What if we could encourage it to defend itself against anything? That's impossible. Impossible? A pointless word. If any scientist believed in it, we'd still be daubing on cave walls. And I wouldn't have spent millions of pounds providing investment. If there's one thing we can both understand, Doctor, it's the benefits of being able to rewrite one's biology. You can hardly compare regeneration with this. Dr. Curdy is talking about teaching the human body to instantly adapt to threat. I'm afraid I have to agree with Joe. It's impossible. But, Doctor, my dear old thing, we've already done it. Night, night. Sleep tight. Don't let the patients bite. Mm. Oh, back again. Hello, room. Hate you, room. Oh, ah. Uh, so. 
What did they do to me this time? Tests, 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 always tests. No, not tests. <laughs> I wish my brain worked. There's jelly behind the eyes, too many drugs. Take two before bedtime. Uh, uh. Wind, yes. Got the weather working for them now. Cheats, air, nothing but air. <sighs> I think I'm having an idea. Done it? What do you mean, you've done it? There are still teething problems. Teething problems? I'll say. Just ask the two dead people we found before coming here. But even then, they almost worked. We've come on in leaps and bounds since. But it is inconsistent, unpredictable. Harriet. Precisely, Doctor. Why do you think we find it so hard to keep her locked up? She always finds a way to break free. And if she's running around in the dark, she gives off enough light to see by. But this is horrendous. It is the key to saving the human race. Cancer, brain disease, viral infections, all a thing of the past. Our own bodies would cure them with barely a thought. It would be the rebirth of the human race. The dawn of the new humans! I'm thinking of copywriting it. What do you think? I think it's an abominable idea. Oh dear, I'm, 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 not, I'm not feeling too well. Sadly, even though Harriet could be seen as a success, the treatment is still unreliable. Take Mr. Francis. Who? The, the, the man in that room, the, uh, the, the, the quadriplegic. Exactly. He should be strolling around by now, but the treatment seems to have no effect whatsoever. He just sits there, as immobile as ever. I hate to say it, but... Well, perhaps that's for the best. Look at Harriet. Her, her mind's all over the place. She, she doesn't know what she's doing. Have you really helped her? No, that's just the drugs. We have to keep her doped up to the back teeth to try and limit her abilities. So much for your great success. Even you're terrified of what she may be capable of. Hardly that. But while research continues, we need to keep her here to observe her. That was a mistake we made before. We should never have let them leave until we fully knew what their response would be. Of all the lunatic ideas, this has to stop right now. Never. We're too close. And besides, we have a new expert here to help us iron out the odd wrinkle. New expert? Blind idiot, more like. Who is the fool? I'll soon set him straight. Why? It's you, Doctor. Obviously. The Doctor would never help you. Oh, I'm sure he's about to say my life depends on it. Oh, Doctor. As if I'd be so crude. Tell me, are you familiar with crimalian disease? Of course. Viral infection found in the crimis system. Hardly lethal. No known cure. And what about it? A sample of it was in the water Miss Grant just drank. What? Doctor. You wouldn't. It's a death sentence. Not necessarily, Doctor. After all, there's one thing that could save her, isn't there? My treatment. If only you could help me perfect it. Welcome on board, Doctor. It's wonderful to have you on the team.
tell me, are you familiar with Crimalian disease? Well, of course. Viral infection found in the crimis system. Hardly lethal. No known cure. And what about it? A sample of it was in the water Miss Grant just drank. What? Doctor? You wouldn't. It's a death sentence. Not necessarily, Doctor. After all, there's one thing that could save her, isn't there? My treatment? If only you could help me perfect it. Welcome on board, Doctor. It's wonderful to have you on the team. Doctor, I, I don't... Joe, it's rather fast acting, I'm afraid. She's got about eight hours before she slips into an incubating coma. I believe that can last up to about four days. After that, well, after that, it gets far too unpleasant to talk about, so let's not. You're a monster. I'm chief administrator, Doctor. I do what needs to be done. Miss Grant will be perfectly well soon because you and Dr. Curdy will save her. I'm so close, Doctor. Together we can crack it, I'm sure. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Doctor. I... You don't don't worry about me. You just... Just do... Do what's right. Oh, Joe. As if I could just let you die. Joe needs to be made comfortable. Now. That's why we have orderlies. You have paid them for something. Mr. Rogers, we have a patient in the nurse's station who needs tucking up for the night. Put her in room four. Sir. Oh, it's a lovely room. Simply breathtaking view of them all being all gloomy and miserable. <laughs> Not that she's in much of a state to appreciate it. You will regret today, monk. I can assure you of that. Take me to your lab. We have work to do. This was a disease you'd have died long ago. Look at him. Thinks he knows it all. Teach him a lesson. I spent a fortune rewiring the place and the light switches still want to kill me. Rogers, call the electrician in the morning. The wiring's playing up. My moustache is positively livid. And such a glorious moustache, too. Hey, look, she's paying, is it? Look okay. here. No class. Up you can go. So lightheaded. It feels like floating. Tidy. Tucked up good and proper. Sleep it off, darling. I'll keep an eye on you. 
Taking my opinion of the work as read... You think I'm an abomination? No, I think the work is. You'd hardly be the first scientist to allow their genius to lead them somewhere it shouldn't. But that aside, the way in which you have managed to create instantaneous malleability in human cells is nothing short of miraculous. Nature was built to adapt. Not like this, it wasn't. There's a world of difference between natural selection and cellular change of this sort. It's a phenomenal achievement. Albeit abominable. Well, yes. But when you consider the lives it could save... My dear, disease and death have their benefits. Benefits? You are living on a planet that is already exhausting its resources. Overpopulation is making the problem worse day by day. Say you succeeded in making death a thing of the past. Where would the human race be in 100 years? Not even that. I imagine 50 would bring you to the verge of collapse. We would have to look to cleaner energy. More practical living solutions. More practical? Space is limited, Dr. Curdy. Practicality will only get you so far. But there are huge swathes of the planet that are underpopulated because the environment is not ideal for human habitation. Deserts, the poles, even the oceans. If mankind were able to adapt instantly to those environments, they would be able to live there perfectly comfortably. Ah, I see. More ecosystems to destroy. I wonder how long it would be before your society decided habitation zones should be allocated according to individual worth. It does already, of course. But to look at your examples, are the oceans to be the new ghettos? Where the workers are forced to live with their unsightly gills? You're theorizing absurdly. I'm thinking the problem through. Fully. What you should have done years ago. Anyway, I'm hardly eradicating death. The human form could still expire, were it damaged quickly and sufficiently enough. Michael Carey proved that. Eventually? Yes. And cells age. There's no stopping that. Isn't there? Surely that's exactly what this treatment of yours will do. If human cells become capable of avoiding the ravages of cancer, why wouldn't they be able to figure out a way around decay? What about accidents? Accidents? When Michael Carey jumped from that building, and we'll come to what drove him to that in a minute, his body tried to save him. There wasn't time, which is presumably why you classed him a failure. But say it had. Would the same go for someone hit by a car? Someone loses a limb operating heavy machinery. Do they grow it back? Or does the limb simply become so resilient that they didn't lose it in the first place? Naturally, I would hope that the treatment works that way too. Accidental death or disfigurement is as pointless and wasteful as disease. So mankind would never need to fear such things again? No. Ah, but fear is good. Fear is what makes us progress. The opposite, surely. Fear is what holds us back. Nonsense. Almost all progress is the result of challenge. We see something that's a problem, a threat to our comfort or our life, and we develop the manner in which to solve that problem. Exactly what I'm doing now. And if you succeed, nobody need ever try again. You'll have a world of apathetic immortals. Trust me, I know what that's like and it's not to be wished for. Now, Michael Carey, what made him want to jump from that building? How could I possibly know? No doubt he had psychological factors that made him an unsuitable candidate. You didn't think to check? He was here because of food poisoning. Suspect lobster at some corporate event. He seemed an excellent candidate. So you just gave him the treatment? Without his knowledge? If it had worked, he'd have thanked me later. I think we can safely say not. Whatever it did to him, 
Whatever changes it wrought is probably what drove him to suicide. You have no idea whether that is true or not. And neither do you. Why am I bothering? You really aren't troubled by ethics, are you? You say you want to help the whole human race, but really it's all about you, isn't it? You and the monk make excellent business partners. What's the problem now? My dear Mr. Rogers, could I trouble you to mind your surly tone? You are my employee. I click my fingers, you come running. That's the deal. I'm sorry, sir. It's just it's been a long shift. I, I should have clocked off hours ago. Well, then you're on overtime. Hooray! You can buy yourself something nice for the double time I'm paying you. Sir? Yeah, Harriet, look at her. Out for the kink, sir. Just the way I like him. Out for the count? She's positively catatonic. I've just checked her reading. Son? What's she playing at? Well, nothing. Harriet? Nothing? Since when? She's always up to something. Plotting, planning, adapting. I don't like it. She's too quiet. What do you want me to do about it, sir? I want someone in there with her. Huh? Constant surveillance. Oi, I'll put Simpson on it. Tell him to report any change no matter how small. I won't have her pulling any more of her tricks. Sir. Timson, report to Harriet's room. You're on babysitting duty. Look at her. Honestly, worries about nothing. She'd be glad she's taking 40 winks. I know I am. Just uh, cheats. Anything they can do, I can do better. Want to hold me? Keep me because I'm different? Yes, better. But if there were others, if they were all special, yes. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Double time ain't enough. I'm going to keep picking up stuff from the other patients. Right, boss. I'm here. So you can slink off. Chance will be a fine thing. <laughs> You're right. Probably not. Always catching something in this place. That's right. They're 
need all them tubes anymore, do you? You don't need anything anymore. Let's spread the good word, shall we? going to do anything, Doctor. Staring into space isn't going to solve anything. The two of us have been in this room for hours. I would hope we might have something to show for it. I did some tests. For all of half an hour? Half an hour was all it took. Pass me that sample. What do you mean, half an hour was all it took? The sample, Dr. Curdy, to your left. Should have stewed for long enough by now. So let's take a look at it under the microscope. Well, what is it? The solution to my problem, I hope. Aha. Yes. Perfect. Perfect? You mean... You mean you've actually done it? You've solved the stability of my treatment? Well, my dear Dr. Curdy, I managed that within five minutes. Five minutes? Don't be absurd. Well, don't forget, I have a considerable advantage over you. Oh, really? Well, I'm far cleverer than you. <gasps> You're... Your arrogance is breathtaking. Yeah, but not quite so breathtaking as yours. This entire undertaking reeks of it. Anyway, once you'd done the groundwork, stabilizing it was child's play. That wasn't my problem. Oh, really? Then might I be permitted to know what was? Reversing it. That was far more complicated. Though I'm pleased to say I've succeeded. As these two solutions will prove. I need to see Joe. Reversing it? How dare you? You're not being employed to reverse it. Dr. Curdy, I'm deeply opposed to being employed by anybody. Most certainly not you. I have been strong-armed into working with you to save the life of my friend, which I am now in a position to do. So, if you'll excuse me... What? Come back here! How dare you! Come back! Hello, Joe. Hello, Joe. Can you hear me? Doctor, is that you? Yes, Joe, it's me. You're going to be quite all right, I promise. I just need to take some blood. Oh, no, I don't like needles. I'm not the greatest fan of them either. So you'll be pleased to hear the monk has had this place kitted out with air injectors. Much more civilized. There we go. Bet you didn't even feel it, did you? Feel what? Precisely. Now, combine my little adaptation of Dr. Curdy's treatment with your blood, create a serum. I know I was critical of the monk's plundering of the future's medical equipment, but I must confess, it's making my life considerably easier. There we go. So, now all I have to do, that should take effect very swiftly. What are you up to, Doctor? Dr. Curdy tells me you've been most obstructive. Not at all. I've done everything you've asked of me and more. I've solved the stability problems Dr. Curdy was experiencing. Allegedly. We've yet to see any proof of that fact. You soon will. I've already injected Joe with my improved version. Wonderful. Not wonderful in the least. He 
also claims to have come up with a solution to counteract it. Of course I have. You didn't seriously think I was going to let you mass-produce this stuff willy-nilly, did you? You claim to have created a miracle, Dr. Curdy, but as far as I'm concerned, it's worse than any disease it was designed to cure. Well, perhaps a counter-agent just for unseen eventualities will be no bad thing. <laughs> Certainly it'll help when it comes to my negotiations. Negotiations? Well, of course. Can't just give this lovely stuff away. I've put in a good deal of time and money into it. Aha! And here we have it. It's all been about business, hasn't it, eh? Not at all. Naturally, I'm extremely gratified to be able to offer such a gift to the human race. The fact I intend to charge them through the nose for it is mere economics. You plan on selling it to the highest bidder? My dear Dr. Curdy, you work in medicine. One would have thought you'd understand the business of it by now. A counter-agent will be terribly useful. If any buyers try and duplicate your work, I'll have the ability to eradicate the effect. Well done, Doctor. Doctor, oh, it feels very strange. I, 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 I can feel it working its way through me. It's, it's, it's like fire un, under my skin. It'll soon be over, Joe. Once I'm sure that you're cured of this crimalian virus, I'll inject you with this, and then you'll be back to being yourself again. You didn't tell me this was a purely commercial enterprise. Don't be boring, Dr. Curdy. I'm doing mental arithmetic and it's hard enough with all the noise. What is going on out there? This is a hospital. Can we not have a little hush? What are you doing out of your bed? Mr. Rogers, what is going on? We're together now, Administrator. Would you like to join us? Well... Normally I'm all in favour of a midnight feast, but I'm rather busy at the moment. Get these patients back to their rooms. Never. You can't make us go back now. We outnumber you. Harriet? Oh, dear. This is going to be a thing, isn't it? Out of my way. I will deal with this. Uh, well, I'm not entirely sure that's wise. What is the meaning of this? Come on. Orderlies, do your jobs. And here she is, the interfering doctor. Test, test. Your work's been pretty successful, as you can see, Doctor. I have no idea what you are talking about. Now go back to your room. You see, I realised that if I was the special one, the only success, you'd never let me go. So I decided to spread. That's what clever viruses do, isn't it, Doctor? Spread? You mean you... But you can't have just infected everybody... You can't. I can do whatever I need to do to thrive, Dr. Curdy. Thanks to you. Now come here. Ah, let go of me. Get off. I thought you wanted everyone to enjoy your gift, Doctor. I presume that includes you. Breathe in. Airborne. Impossible. It's just... Feel it, Dr. Curdy. Feel the potential for change running through your veins. That's the thing with progress, isn't it? It's quite unstoppable. Yes. And together. Yes. Together. We can change the world. Oh, whose idea was it to only put locks on the outside of the patients' rooms? What's happening? Curdy's treatment's gone viral. They've all got it and they want to share it. I'm getting out of here. Wait. Help me with Joe. Ooh, every man for himself, Doctor. Don't be an idiot. Think. I'm the one with a cure to this. Well, then use 
it? I've only got one dose, and that's for Joe. But we stand a better chance if we stick together. But they're all out there. All three of us will never get past them. I'm not leaving Joe. Together. Oh, bit of a mob, is it? We'll see about that. Cheating again. Just relax, Joe. I've got to carry you out of here. Uh, Unbelievable. What's happening? I've absolutely no idea. It's like a Force 10 gale just blew through the corridor. It, it happened before. I, doctor, Doctor, I told you. So you did, Joe. But don't just stand there, man. When opportunity knocks, take it. Rap! We need somebody we can secure from the inside. The operating theater. Here! What was that? I don't know. Cheating. <laughs> Look at the size of my feet. Increasing. Adapting. Trying to root you to the ground in the high wind. Oh, well and good, but I hope they change back. I'll never find shoes to fit these. The doctor and the others. Where have they gone? They ran that way. After them. Together! Together! Locks on the outside of patients' rooms, heavy bolts on the inside of your operating theatre. You, sir, have designed a very alarming hospital. Even we have visitors occasionally. When we do anything ethically controversial, all the really juicy stuff gets locked in here with a guard until they've gone. Well, for now, I won't complain. At least it keeps us safe. Though I will point out that we're trapped, rather. Couldn't we have made for your TARDIS? No. Uh, yes. Well... That would have been... Well, why didn't you suggest it earlier? I foolishly assumed you knew what you were doing. Well, I was under pressure at the time. I'm no good under pressure. You're no good at all. Oi, you two, stop arguing. Joe, you're feeling better? Much better, thank you. In fact, never better. Excellent. Now, where did I put that injector? I just need to give you one more injection, Joe. This will reverse the effects of Curdy's treatment. You'll be fully human again. Roll up your sleeve. No. There's no need to huff in my face. Just roll your sleeve up. It doesn't work. What doesn't work? Of course. Your biology. Different, isn't it? Oh, dear. That's no good. Joe, what are you doing? Vicious little thing. I can hear it in my head, Doctor. The treatment. The future. We're better. We're tomorrow. Good grief. Curdy's treatment must have some psychic component. A hive mind of some sort. Of course. Because we're stronger together. Your pet's gone to Larry, Doctor. I do wish you'd choose them more carefully. Now, Joe, put that hammer down. You don't need that. I can help you. No, Doctor. We're the new humans. We're the future. And you're always going to stand in our way. I can't allow that. We can't allow that. Oh, I am sorry, but you both have to die.
What are you doing? Vicious little thing. I can hear it in my head, Doctor. The treatment. The future. We're better. We're tomorrow. Good grief. Curdy's treatment must have some psychic component. A hive mind of some sort. Of course. Because we're stronger together. Your pet's gone to Larry, Doctor. I do wish you'd choose them more carefully. Now, Joe, put that hammer down. You don't need that. I can help you. No, Doctor. We're the new humans. We're the future. And you're always going to stand in our way. I can't allow that. We can't allow that. Oh, I am sorry. But you both have to die. What was that? It looked like something hit her. The presence, Joe felt. The one who helped us against the other patients. It can't hurt me. Not anymore. Nothing can. Whatever you are, wherever you are, here, take the injector. I'm ministering to the carotid artery on the side of the neck. It's the only thing that can save her. No! You're conjuring spirits out of the air now, Doctor. <laughs> I'm impressed. Thank you, whoever you are. You almost certainly just saved her life. Well, ah, doomed her to being a boring old human again. Joe, are you all right? Finally, yes. Oh, oh, Doctor, I'm so sorry. You have nothing to apologise for. Well, speak for yourself. I'll consider accepting your apology, Miss Grant, purely because you did have the good grace to try and kill him first. Excuse me, I wasn't offering you one. Charming. I, 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 I really wanted to kill you, Doctor. That wasn't you, that was Curdie's treatment. But it was awful to feel like that, to, to, to be so determined to... I was still me all the time, but, but it, it was like... Well, the, the urge to act was so strong, I, I couldn't stop it. Oh, Doctor, the way it felt... Please, it... Joe, you couldn't help it. No, I... I know, but it, it, it's just horrible, that's all. I, I, I was so strong, so powerful, but alongside that... Fear? Yes, but, but not fear and, and, and screaming and, and, and the running sense. It was a fear of determination and anger. Nothing was going to stop us or stand in our way. We were like... I don't know, like, like soldier ants, maybe, or, or a pack of dogs. Yes, 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 that would be a better description. I, I couldn't hear their thoughts, but I, I could feel them out there. We were one thing, pushing forward. The rise of a new human species. Yeah, yeah there you go. The new humans, and huh? Yeah, knew I should have copyrighted that. The dominant species. Survival at all costs. Doctor, trust me, they'll stop at nothing. We'll see about that. Oh, they've locked themselves away in the operating theatre. They'll have to come out sometime. They can join us then, or die. 
Our main priority has to be moving beyond this facility. We need to spread. Unit? What? The Doctor and Joe Grant are from an organization called Unit. An international organization. Military. They threatened to call the troops in earlier. Authority figures, soldiers, weapons, vehicles, yes. I think someone needs to call for backup. Don't you? Urgent communication from the Allingham Clinic, sir. Isn't that where the doctor and Miss Grant went? Sir, apparently they're in serious trouble. In fact, the doctor may well be. Well, out with it. Dead, sir. What? I don't have a time to pick night duty. The call was from a Dr. Curdy, chief surgeon there, and she was a bit vague. She seems to think we're facing a significant threat. She requested help. And she'll get it. Uh, call the Brigadier. Meanwhile, I want two squads. Chubb's airborne five minutes ago. I'll take charge. Sir? Five minutes ago, Corporal. Every second might count. Where's your TARDIS? I've got to replicate my cure. I take it you have a laboratory on board? Well, of course not. What? Why would I? I'm not a chemist. But surely it's some equipment I can use? No! We don't all spend our free time rattling test tubes and soldering circuits, Doctor. Some of us have a life! Now, if you needed a really gorgeous home cinema system and a reclining chair so comfy you want to be buried in it... Uh, do be <laughs> quiet. So, I have to get to Cody's lab. Well, perhaps our friend can help. Uh, hello? Are you still here? Thank you. Thank you for looking after me. This could get dull terribly quickly. How do you communicate with a weather front? One puff for yes, two puffs for no. <laughs> well, there's no need for that. I know, Doctor. Have you got a pen and paper? Of course. Whoever you are, you were dexterous enough to use the air injector? I'm sure you can manage to write. Look, it took them straight from your hand. That's amazing. Who are you? Charlie Francis. That thug? No wonder he likes flinging people about. Don't do that! What? Oh, stop it! Stop. You're only proving me right, you know. And you thought Mr. Francis was a failure? He was. Sitting there in that wheelchair, doing nothing. Curdy's treatment worked on Mr. Francis only too well. It just went an unusual way about it. He's unable to move, so it's made him adapt so he doesn't have to. Like turning him into wind? Psychic projection, Joe. His mind free from his body and able to interact and affect with the physical world. I'm right, aren't I? Yeah. Why do you think I want to beat up that little... <laughs> I don't think I could have put that better myself. <laughs> I understand your frustration, Mr. Francis. But for now, we need him. His TARDIS is a form of transport. You make it sound like a pushback. And without him, we can't operate it. So might you be able to restrain your quite justifiable anger for now? I think we can take that as a yes. If you need these later, just help yourself, old chap. I don't think we should go out there. Well, what choice do we have? We can't just stay here. No, we can't. And we do have some small advantage. As Time Lords, the monk and I are clearly immune. But what about me? I mean, I, I really don't want to feel like that again. 
You can consider yourself inoculated, Joe. They won't be able to take you over. Oh, that's a relief. Is it? If they can't convert us, they'll probably just kill us. You would assume that. Not everyone's as ruthless as you. Oh, come on. I'm hardly a killer. You injected me with a fatal disease. And yet here you are, wandering around, being annoying. I rest my case. Where's your TARDIS? My office. Next to Curdy's lab. If we can make it that far, we'll be home and dry. Thinking about it, do we really have to bother with all the tedious chemistry? Why don't we just get in the TARDIS and skedaddle? Well, you can't just leave. Oh, my dear, but I can. It's one of the things I'm best at. We're tidying up after this abomination and you don't get a vote. Oh, really? Really? And I imagine if you do try anything, you'll have Charlie to answer to. Charlie! We have to get him out of his room. Huh? Can he manage on his own? He's in a wheelchair. If he can keep flinging me around the room, he can push it himself. If... That's okay with you, nice Mr. Gangster. (laughs) Oh, has he gone? Luckily for you. Well, hopefully he can meet us there. have been called. They sounded extremely efficient. Apparently they'll be here within half an hour. What the hell was that? Aren't all the patients here? Except for Francis, but we can't see him kicking doors in, can you? He's one of us. He should be able to do anything. He's not, though, is he? Look at him. He's not moving. It's rolling on its own. Mr. Francis, are you here to join us? No! It'll be a pleasure. Stop it, one of you! Stop it! Sounds like they've got problems of their own. Our incredible Mr. Francis, perhaps? Well, how come he can resist them? If he's had the treatment, well, shouldn't he be on their side? His power comes from an enhanced mind. Evidently, he can think clearer than most. Out of the way! Some of us are only interested in running for their life! After him, Joe. We don't want to let him out of our sight. Right! Right is right. He still managed to shut us in, though. Oh, really? Why can't I do that? We'd love to be able to do that. You can. Just concentrate harder. I've been doing this longer than you lot. Remember? Are you sure this is everything you need, Doctor? It'll have to be. I'm not going back now. It's fine, Joe. This is more than enough to manufacture a sufficient quantity of the cure. Now, I just need to think of a way to distribute it. That doesn't sound good. Come on, man. Open the door. You've disguised your TARDIS as a cupboard. 
cupboard. A cupboard? This, my dear Miss Grant, is a 19th century walnut armoire. Except it isn't, is it? It's a chameleon circuit with ideas above its station. Now get inside. Charlie, you made it. Mind out, Joe. Oh, please, Mr. Francis, after you. Invisibility? Been there, done that. Who knows what he's capable of? Search the room carefully. He must still be here. doing? Hiding in my station Those are priceless antiques! So go back in time and steal some more. I need somewhere to work. Philistines. And I think I try to help them. I'll never learn. Oh, come on then. You can use one of the kitchens. One filled with flat-packed trash that I reserve for guests. Do you need my help, Doctor? No, you stay here with Mr. Francis. Make sure the monk doesn't try to whisk us all off to the safety of the Middle Ages or whatever he may have in mind. Will do. Now, why doesn't the doctor put a nice sofa like this in his TARDIS? <laughs> Mind you, if he did, he'd only try and shove it in a drawer. <laughs> Your mate's got one of these. Charlie, is that you? Of course it is. Well, how did you get on the scanner? No idea, love. I just poked around and found myself here. I think... Yeah. Yeah, whatever this thing we're in is, it's a bit telepathic. It's helping me out. <laughs> you and me both, your bosses are You're right. talking to the monks, Tardis? Yeah. Well... No, not, not talking exactly. It's, it's more like sensations, really. I, I pick up on how it feels about stuff. Don't use words. What is it? Uh, TARDIS. You, you, you say the Doctor's got one and all? Well, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's a ship. It travels through time and space. I don't suppose you believe me, do you? <laughs> Darling, I'm an East End boy that can throw folks about just by thinking. I'm open to all the mad stuff. So, are you still in your body, or is it like you're separate? You know, well, I don't know, kind of just floating about? That whole thing. It's like a shop window dummy, I'm afraid. It looks like me, but now I'm just here and there, you know. I want to keep it around, though. With a bit of luck, I'll figure out how to get it moving again. Well, I do hope so. All the rest of them there are like supermen. Me? I get to be a ghost? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I was too roughed up. Root the least resistance, in it. The drugs could either patch up my body or, or make it so I didn't need it. I guess this was easier. It's amazing, though. The things you can do. Yeah, I suppose. Can't help missing all the things I can't do, though. Ties me out and all. Just leading them lot a merry dance, I could really feel it. How does that work, eh? I'm nothing but air, and yet I'm exhausted. I suppose it's all coming from your body, though, isn't it? 
Your brain's what's controlling everything, so you're always going to have a limit. You can run yourself ragged just like anyone else. Yeah, probably right. Used to be in good shape. Uh, not anymore. Well, maybe it's karma. If you hadn't been... Uh, crook? <laughs> yeah, well, what can I say? I, I like the easy money. Bit like him, I suppose. The administrator. He's just better at it than I was. Well, this is your chance to turn over a new leaf. Well, I'd probably still be pretty handy around the old gaff with what I can do, but... Yeah, puts things in perspective a bit. No point making all that money when you end up like this. Uh, who knows? Let's see if we can get through today first, eh? Fan out! We don't know what we're dealing with! Oh, are you our backup? Good. We've been waiting for you. Finally. Even for me, Joe. Working miracles takes a little time. Working miracles, he says, as if he even knows it'll work. If what will work? Get off my scanner! I didn't say you could go traipsing all over my TARDIS circuits. Mind your P's and Q's, pal, or I'll go traipsing all over you. I've created an airborne version of my cure. All we need to do is get it into the hospital air supply. Which I have agreed to facilitate by flying my TARDIS to the basement, where the air filtration unit is. Oh, such a brave boy. I know. The things I do to help. I'm a fool to myself. You're certainly a fool. Uh, keep your hands to yourself, Doctor. Just checking the temporal buffers, old chap. The last thing we want to do is turn up in your basement a hundred years too late. Some of us can actually drive, Doctor. This is my TARDIS and it's top of the range. Unlike that tatty old charabank you haul around the vortex. Then prove it. We haven't got all day. <laughs> we haven't got all day, says proving how little he understands temporal mechanics. There. Happy? Simply euphoric. I've got your back, Doc. Much appreciated, Mr. Francis. Yeah, don't go looking for trouble, though, because I'll be honest with you, I'm not feeling top draw, you know what I mean? He's tired. I'm not surprised. He must be burning a considerable amount of energy using his mental faculties in that way. I think I'll just stay here, shall I? No point clattering the place up. No way! You'll have vanished again before we even shut the door. Of course! Of course not. Well, probably, yes. But I've done my bit, haven't I? Oh, yes, you certainly have. I mean, just ask all those poor people out there. Maybe I'll stay around here too. You and me can have a bit of a chat while we wait. Well, come on then, everyone. Clock's ticking. We have a species to save. Thanks, Charlie. No trouble, sweetheart. Do us a favour, though, would you? Give us a push. That way I can save my strength. Anything for you. Do stop fussing, I know what I'm doing. But that's the output valve. Oh, arguing again. There, it's in. Thankfully it's a 
closed system, so it should work perfectly well. well of course it's a closed system. We wanted to keep the place as sterile as possible. Obviously. I'll have to take the filters offline. Last thing we want to do is to have them try and filter out the very thing we wanted to introduce. Doctor? Miss Grant? <laughs> Noah! Well, you're a sight for sore eyes. Indeed, Captain Wilde. Perfect timing. You can help. How come you're here, though? We, we didn't call you. No, but we did. Step away from there, Doctor. Oh, no. They've infected them. Of course they have. Brilliant. Now they've got the army on their side. Do as she says, Doctor. Step away from the air filtration unit. Fight it, Noah. Fight it, please. I don't think so, Miss Grant. We're together now. The new humans. So few of us right now, but give us a day, a week, a month. Do you know how quickly a viral infection can spread, Doctor? Dr. Curdy's given me a few estimates, and they're quite staggering. All those invading aliens with their silly little ships and their silly little weapons. They've nothing on us. We'll have taken over the world before it even knows what's happening. Just get on with it. Kill them! No! Wait! You can't kill me! I've got a time and space machine. With my help, you could colonise the universe. Shut up! Trust you to try and change sides the minute you could. I'm a pragmatic man and far too beautiful to die. Come on, Dr. Curdy! Wasn't it me that funded all this wonderful new human stuff in the first place? I don't trust him. Nor do I. Who would? I'm terribly untrustworthy, but I'm also an absolute sucker for breathing, so what do you have to lose? You know I'll do whatever you say because I'll be far too scared you'll kill me otherwise. That's a good point. Fine, over here. Shoot the rest of them. Certain. Noah! Captain Wilde! Think, man. Men, take aim. Doctor. I'm sorry, Joe. Fire! Doctor, what, what, why aren't we dead? The bullets, Joe. Look. Well, they're just hanging there. It, it must be Charlie. Stop him! Fire again. Fire for a moment. No! You can't take this away from me. You can't. Curing me too. Can't hold it any. Charlie's losing it, Doctor. Down, Joe, down. I've got to get Charlie clear. Good grief. That was a close run thing. Joe, you all right? Doctor. Doctor. It's Charlie. I I, I, I don't think he. Well, he's not breathing. Poor chap. Strain. There must have been more than he could bear. Sorry, darling. Give the rest of them out from me. Oh no, Charlie. Come on, hold on. You can you can do it. You just just It's too late, isn't it? He's gone. I'm sorry, Joe. There's nothing I could have done. No, he. He lived the sort of life that, well, I mean, he wasn't always a good man, was he? But he, he wanted to be, but he wanted to be better. I, I know he did, and, Doctor, he saved me. And in the end, he saved us all. Sometimes, I suppose, it doesn't matter how you live, but rather how you die. And the monks got away after everything he's done. Ah. Well, about that. Ah, 
That turned out to be a bit of a pig in a poke, didn't it? After all that time and effort. Well, I sometimes wonder if it quite pays off to be a humanitarian. Or Gallifreyatarian. Or uh, whatever. Still, play more fish in the sea. It's a big old vortex. I'm sure I can take my mind off it by... What are you playing at, you temperamental old banger? Temporal buffers? Critical failure? What do you mean, critical failure? I only had them replaced a couple of hundred years ago. The doctor. That meddler! Oh, doctor! Try not to get it stuck again on the way back down. Thank you, Captain Wild. I take it you and your men are fully recovered? Right as rain. Same as the rest of them. I will warn you, though, sir, you're going to get a roasting when we get back to HQ. The Brigadier came that close to heart failure when he was told you'd been killed. I suppose that's rather flattering. I'll treat him gently. Is it all right if we give Harriet a lift, Doctor? But of course. I can't believe you're being so nice to me after everything. Curdie and the rest of them have been led off in cuffs. It wasn't your fault. Not really. Staff here have a lot to answer for. But you were just a test subject. A victim as much as poor Charlie Francis. You didn't ask to be experimented on. Made into something so powerful. No, it's... Oh, this is going to sound awful, but... You miss it. How did you know? I had a little taste of it myself. I know it was terrible, that I did awful things, but to feel so powerful and then to be nothing more than this. Human. Nothing more than human? Perhaps not, Harriet. But remember, you're also nothing less. <laughs> <laughs> 